Hi, I'm Tara Jefferson. And hey, I'm Dashika Street. And this is the Make Life Rich Podcast, where we help you master self-care to enrich your life and business. We're two entrepreneurs who learned the hard way that self-care should be the first order of business. And we're here to help you thrive whether you are new to entrepreneurship or been at it for a while. We learned the hard way, so you don't have to. Let's jump right in. So we are here for, I'm actually losing track of how many episodes. I think this is episode six. I think we're at six. Episode six yes. of Make Life Rich. Uh, I am really excited about this one, this week's episode. Um, so let's start how we always do with our win of the week. Uh, I think my win this week, I've been working with a business coach for mm, about four four months now. And um, every Wednesday we have a call. We kind of go over what I want to do in my biz and she's helping me set up systems and everything. And like I said, in the last episode, I have some downtime now to kind of implement some of these things that she's been telling me since like September. Yeah. And I finally have time to do some of those things. So that is my win this week. Just being able to catch up that feeling of being caught up on business, things that are going to help your business grow, um, which was like a long time coming. So I'm really happy about that. That's my win this week. Awesome. For me, um, I had usually, it's interesting, usually the end of the year is a really slow period for Mm -hmm. me, Yeah. but this year has been quite different and I'm so excited. I landed a couple new contracts. Nice. So that was huge and got a few um, new partnerships underway. So it's really, really exciting. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, See, that's why we got to count those wins because it definitely helps bring you, I, I think it really helps you like manifest things when you're like, I'm really grateful that for this, you know, smaller thing that happened, which allows bigger things Definitely. to come your way. Definitely. Yes. I'm really excited for you with Thank all these you. new clients Same and everything. For you. Hopefully you still have time for little old me right. with, this, with this podcast. <laughs> you won't be like, girl, I got so many clients. I'm over here making life rich. I don't, I don't have time. <laughs> No, I absolutely love this. And I feel like these conversations are so needed. So yeah. definitely. So, um, so tell them what we're talking about this week. So this week, um, we tapped on it a few episodes back, we just did. lightly, um, but this week we're diving in on imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and kind of what that means. We're going to unpack what that means, the various types of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like there, there are about five different types. So, um, Which I, I didn't know. I wasn't aware of that I didn't either. know that. And so I would guess to imagine that a lot of women <laughs> might not even know that they may be struggling with imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and there might be a whole nother group of women who might have not known, who also may not have known that there are five different types, which I thought was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So, so in thinking about what um, imposter syndrome is, it's really kind of this feeling of, I always liken it to like not belonging in the room, right? To feeling like you, you know, somehow, some way, somebody's going to figure out that you don't belong there mm-hmm. and kick you out and, and you're going to leave. It's basically this feeling that the accomplishments that you have, the knowledge that you've gained, somehow like it's not real or somehow it's not enough right and that you have that feeling like you're a fraud like somehow you kind of like gamed your way into these rooms where you really don't belong and it's such a prevalent feeling amongst entrepreneurs um particularly female entrepreneurs i don't hear men talk about it as much i think they may just have this like confidence that just kind of keeps them from sharing that maybe Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the imposter syndrome, it's real. It's a real thing that I've struggled with, um, for most of my career. And like we said, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, 
and it really reared its head this year um, right before my self-care retreat that I host every year. And I was really going through it. I was really like, okay, they're going to come and people aren't going to like it. And what am I doing? And who told me that I could, you know, it was really, these thoughts were echoing in my head and I, you know, I really had to, and I think this conversation is going to help a lot of women who maybe have that kind of chorus of their head of like, oh, you're, you don't know enough, you're a fraud, etc. I think this conversation is really going to help women um, because this is some of the stuff that I had to think about and do when it was really weighing on me earlier this year. For sure. With me, um, it's something I deal with, you know, frequently, mm-hmm. actually. And I've, I've come to a place where I'm able to kind of identify it and quiet that voice, mm-hmm. but it's Something, I don't know, maybe you do get over it at some point. I haven't found the magic recipe (laughs) yet. But um, like you with the self-care retreat, definitely with um, every issue of the magazine. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like last issue was amazing. There's no way that it can get better than that, right? And like how, oh my gosh, like this expectation is out there now. Like how do we get better? Mm -hmm. How do we continue to grow and continue to wow people? Like that's a lot of pressure. But then also um, the feeling of not being enough or no matter what accolades you have, Mm -hmm. them not being enough and still not validating my positioning in certain places, in certain rooms, as you called it. That is so real. It's so real. And I think that, like you said, at a certain point, I feel like if it doesn't quiet down, if that voice doesn't quiet down entirely, then maybe, you know, it whispers, mm-hmm. right? Or, and then, you know, it takes its time. There's, there's um, a greater lapse of time between right. when you hear it, you know, when you don't. Um, but going into the discussion about imposter syndrome, I did not realize, again, I, I like to do a lot of research before these episodes, and I didn't realize that there were five different types. Like, I just thought you felt like a fraud, and that was it. <laughs> there it was, was this blanket thing. That's it. There's nothing more to it. Um, but there's this one author, Valerie Young, and of course, with everything that we kind of mentioned in the um, in the show, we're going to put it down in the show notes, but she has a book called The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Why Capable People Suffer from the Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It, which is a really long title. <laughs> But I'm hoping that, you know, you guys will check that out. Like I said, it's going to be in the show notes. And inside, um, in her book, she kind of outlines those five types Mm -hmm. of imposter syndrome. And the first one that she listed is the perfectionist. And that's where I live. That's that's where I live. I'm in the perfectionist zone for sure. Um, And with the perfectionist, it means that if things aren't 100% perfect, maybe they're 98%, 99% perfect, that 1%, 2% is going to haunt you and make you feel like, well, if I really knew my stuff, it would have been 100%. Or if I really knew what I was doing, then there would be no, you know, no room for this. Um, so how does that perfectionist, how does that show up for you? Um, the same way. That's definitely, um, you know, we talk behind the scenes about the five different types. The perfectionist is definitely um, the one that kind of haunts me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it's like, I aim for excellence in everything that I do. I always have. And I'm always, always, always pressuring myself to, to get that 100%. And when I don't, I feel like I have fallen short mm-hmm. and like I have disappointed everybody around me or like I'm going to be found out, oh man, she doesn't know, you know, the stuff she's talking about. Yeah. She doesn't have it all together, which I don't. And I don't pretend to have it all together, but I, I, I strive to. Yeah. And so it's, it's really, really difficult, you know, 
kind of dealing with that and again quieting that voice constantly mm-hmm. yeah um valerie the author she suggests when you are um, looking at the perfectionist part of imposter syndrome that you really have to understand like that you are human mm-hmm. right and understanding that as humans like sometimes we make mistakes or we don't know everything or it's just it's just not possible to be perfect like mm-hmm. that's basically the antidote <laughs> to that it's just accepting reality is right. that you it is impossible to be 100 percent perfect 100 percent of the time and i was like i read that and i said okay <laughs> like i have to let it sink in i have to right. let it wash over me for a little bit longer but just remembering that i'm human and as, as a human like it's it's okay to make mistakes or it's okay to not know everything mm-hmm. it's okay to have room to grow right. um and that doesn't mean that you're a fraud or a failure Agreed. Yeah, that's that's good to kind of take note of and and really hold on to. Um, The other one Mm -hmm. was or one of the other ones was the superwoman or Superman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so in that one, like you're outworking everyone else so you don't feel like a fraud. Mm -hmm. And this is one that I definitely see myself struggling with also. Yeah, (laughs) it is funny because I'll probably identify (laughs) with like some of all five of them, but it's not intentional for me. Mm -hmm. And so... I have naturally, I'm also the oldest child, so I feel like there's a little oldest child syndrome in there there where I've always felt the pressure or put the pressure on myself to be a step ahead of like my siblings, for example, Mm -hmm. or step ahead of everyone else. Not that I'm competing with them, but just to be an example. Yeah. And so dealing with that is probably, I I deal with it less Mm -hmm. than the um, perfectionist, but it's probably the hardest one for me to get over because it means that I have to find a place of comfort in where I am. Mm. And that's not very easy for me to do. What about you? Yeah, I think I, as we go along, I'll be like, I identify with this one too. <laughs> this one's me. And I'm, they're going to be like, she is a mess. Um, but I, I used to, I think I used to identify more with the superwoman um, aspect of it because I felt like, um, if I worked really, really hard, if I worked harder than anybody else, then nobody could say anything to me about like maybe not knowing enough or not um, doing enough because, well, I'm doing more than you. Mm-hmm. So there's no room for criticism if I'm working this hard. Right. right. I used to think like hard work covers everything. Um, but in reality, all hard work, this, this superwoman syndrome all this really does is burn you out, right? Mm-hmm. You burns you out because you're running from something. You're running from the fact that you feel inadequate. Yeah. Um, and so you really have to sit in that and be like, okay, you're not inadequate. <laughs> the things that you have done, it's enough. Yeah. Um, and it's really about positive self-talk and really kind of talking yourself out of doing all of these other things so that you can get like that praise and that yeah. external validation that leads you to, leads you to keep doing more and more and more things because you keep chasing that external validation, but you need to be focused on the internal validation. That's real. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) So I think this is a good spot to take a break Mm -hmm. and then we'll be right back. Awesome. 
Hey listeners, it's Tara here. If you're looking for a community to help you grow and implement some of the tips we share in this podcast, I'd like to invite you to join us in the self-care suite. It's a multicultural community for women that gives you daily prompts and tips on living with less stress and more joy. There's power in numbers and keeping self-care top of mind is easier with the whole squad behind you. Click the link in the show notes to join us in this free group and get ready to level up. Hey, it's Dashika. If you're looking for a more in-depth conversation on how you can grow your business, tips on increasing your bottom line, and inspiration through the success stories of other Black women in business, Black and Brilliant Entrepreneur Magazine is for you. It's the online mag for Black women looking to take their businesses to new heights. Click the link in the show notes, hit subscribe, and join our community of women just like you. And now we're back. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. And we're going to dive in what's the last three types of imposter syndrome. Um, like I said, I was going to identify with all three, of the, all five of these. Um, but the third one is the natural genius. So that means if you try something and you're not good at it right away, you feel like you're a fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... Growing up as a child who was praised as like really smart and oh my goodness, you were always on honor roll. For me, I had struggled with this because I was just always so naturally good. I was one of those people who I could listen to, you know, the teacher talk or listen to a lecture and I didn't have to study. I just remembered like mm-hmm. they said, this is what happened. Like I don't have to <laughs> study for things. Right. And so that natural ability propelled me pretty far in life. But when I got older, maybe right outside of college, right into the real world, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, wait, I don't know how to do this at the office or I don't know how to do this in my business. Then I was started to doubt myself, like, am I really smart? Am I mm-hmm. really what they've been praising me for all of these years? And so I had to really take a step back. And that's what um, the author, Valerie Young, says is to take a step back and recognize that practice is a you know important part of anything that you do you're not going to be great at everything you know right. right out the gate i mean even you know lebron like he probably wasn't dunking like how long did it take him to learn how to dunk or right. you know shoot um you know i think he's left-handed well i could go on a whole tangent <laughs> about lebron <laughs> but how long did it take you know beyonce to do what she does how long did it take all of these people um and just re- recognize that you don't have to be great at something right out the gate, um, but you have to, you know, keep at it. And that's okay. That's a natural part of life. Yeah, agreed. Um, Another one that I definitely identify with is um, the rugged individualist. Mm -hmm. So feeling like you need to ask for, or I'm sorry, feeling like if you need to ask for help, you're a fraud. Mm -hmm. And so I have definitely noticed myself just throughout life. You know, this is... I think with imposter syndrome, you can reach way, way back somewhere and figure out like where these things start to set in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, just noticing myself just kind of pile one thing after another on my shoulders until I feel completely weighed down, Mm -hmm. completely stressed out because I've got all this stuff on my plate that I've pretty much shut everybody else out of and brought onto my own self. Yeah. And then not knowing how to climb out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And, yeah. Yeah. And then eventually having to go to others and say, hey, can you help me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or yelling sometimes like, (laughs) I am stressed out. I need some help in this area. But definitely um, struggling in that area. And I had no idea like that there was a term for that. Mm -hmm. And it fell under imposter syndrome. Yeah, definitely. That. um, And I think, again, a lot of these things that we bring up, like each of these five um, types 
could be its own episode. Oh, yeah. Like, it could be its own episode. That's how deep this goes. Um, the last type is the expert. And this one is where I also fall. I think I'm kind of tied between the perfectionist and the expert. Um, but the expert is where you feel like you constantly, you're like, oh, I'm going to go back to school and get a certification. Yes. I'm going to read more books. I have to get more knowledge. I don't know enough. Even if you've been in this field, you know, 10 years, seven years, whatever, you just constantly feel like, okay, well, I want to launch this course on, you know, whatever, but let me go ahead and get certified in this first. Or I want to launch um, a t-shirt line, but oh, let me go interview some more people who have t-shirt lines. Mm -hmm. Like you just feel like you can't necessarily rest in the knowledge that you already have. You can't rest in the accomplishments you've already done because you think that there's some other level that you must get to before other people can take you seriously. Do you ever struggle with that? Or definitely. are you like, I got it. I'm, I'm an expert. <laughs> no, definitely. I'm always feeling like I want to be a master at everything, mm -hmm. you know? And so when it comes to various facets of my business, like on one hand, it's really good as an entrepreneur, especially a solopreneur, because then you have the ability to kind of know all the functions mm -hmm. in your business. And if you, when you do start outsourcing and bringing in help and potentially employees and things like that, you know what the job entails. But on the other hand, you can't necessarily find rest in doing your own function, like mm -hmm. that $10,000 task you should be doing versus, <laughs> you know, all the day-to-day -day grunt work yeah. because um, it's hard to find rest in that place where you're able to just let it be mm -hmm. or even move forward with an idea versus going continuously getting educated on something and things like that. Sometimes it can hold you back as well. I love this discussion about imposter syndrome because it's definitely something that we need to talk about more. And maybe the more that we talk about it and the more that we acknowledge that it exists, then maybe the less power that it has That's like, in the present. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Agreed. So um, in dealing with it again, like I said, I have to constantly quiet that voice. Mm -hmm. You know, when I hear that surge of doubt or, you know, whatever it is, I have to um, quiet that. And some of the things that I do is um, like, I'll have sticky notes around my house telling me how awesome I am yes. um, <laughs> or in my office and things like that. Um, I listen to, I read a lot of empowerment books mm -hmm. and listen to a lot of empowerment mm -hmm. podcasts and things like that. One of the books that really helped me, I actually got in your self-care box yes. was um, I believe it was My Frame Fear my by Mira Lee Patel. Mm -hmm. yep. Amazing. And she actually okay. dives in mm -hmm. on all kinds of fears as it relates to just being a woman, entrepreneur, but she does specifically dive in on imposter syndrome as well, yeah. which I found to be really, really helpful. So maybe that's something we can drop into the show notes um, and you guys can go ahead and read that too. And I think it'll impact you a lot especially with dealing with this topic. Yeah, I think all of Mira's books, and she's coming out with a new one. Like that girl just, she, she's awesome. She's done like four books, I think in the past like two years. Like she yeah. is just really killing it. And I, I love my friend Fear. That's one of the reasons why I selected it to go into the box because I feel like even if you're not an entrepreneur, Fear is something that um, we all deal with, we all struggle with, mm -hmm. and it's that's the real driving force behind imposter syndrome is that fear of not being enough, not knowing enough, not being good enough, not being knowledgeable enough. That's where um, it comes from. For me, what I like to do to also help quiet my imposter syndrome, and it also... Um, helps me with my perfectionist tendencies and my um, expert, you know, mm -hmm. um, setbacks and everything. I try to keep a file of like feedback. 
right? So when people um, come to my events and they email me afterwards how much mm -hmm. they enjoyed everything, how fulfilled they feel, they're thankful that they came. Um, when people, if I'm writing something, I'm doing some type of writing project and they say, oh my goodness, this is perfect. Like, how mm -hmm. did you do this? Like, I keep all of those things yeah. in a separate like email folder so that I can remind myself when that imposter syndrome voice gets loud, I can quiet it with like, well, actually no, because this is, I can go th through that um, email folder and say, well, this is the truth. Mm -hmm. um, this is what people are actually saying. They're not asking, why am I in this room? They're not saying that I don't know enough. They're saying that the work that I produce is stellar. They're saying that they can tell that I care. So whatever that imposter syndrome is saying, it's not true. It's not real. Um, and one thing that really helped me with that was this book, um, Playing Big by Tara Moore. And her whole thing is about encouraging women to show up for themselves, even if they're still a little uncertain mm -hmm. of you know their talents or their gifts, but to show up anyway and to show up big. Right. And she has a full, I would suggest people to start again with the book that she has, but she also has a couple courses, she has events, um, but really I read Playing Big and I could see myself in, the whole thing really? so i really yeah i really suggest um anybody listening to this go ahead pick up a copy and it'll change your life like it definitely encouraged me to play big and it quieted my imposter syndrome for sure i probably need to reread it <laughs> like it's that type of book that you need to go back to again and again yeah i'm feeling like i'm gonna pick mm -hmm. up a copy i have to go to the library this evening so perhaps i can so, find yeah, a copy there yeah yeah it's pretty well known so they they should have a copy yeah, sounds good. Well, this has been an amazing um, topic because it, it just impacts so many women. It does. So I'm glad we kind of took the pause to really unpack it and understand what it is and provide some tools and resources and remedies on how to how to get over it or to quiet the voice. How in to your quiet own head. that voice. That's so important. And I think that, you know, we'd love for anybody who's listening to this to continue this conversation online. They can use the hashtag make life rich. And we will be online addressing all of your questions, sharing your comments. Um, we love your feedback. So keep it coming because we, we've loved all of the feedback that you've given us so far. The feedback has been incredible. Yeah, every week. Yeah. Every week we release a new episode and then all the feedback comes and people share how much they love the episodes and they share it on Instagram, mm -hmm. on Twitter. I've been seeing a lot on Facebook lately. So thank you. Yeah. Thank keep you the to all the listeners. going for yeah, sure. Definitely. All right. Well, I think this is... Time to wrap up. This is it. All right. So we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Make Life Rich podcast recorded live at Really Goody Studios in the old number three firehouse. Follow us online and on Instagram for behind the scenes content. Until next time, make life rich.